This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Indoors or out, summer, fall, winter, and spring. Whatever you garden, wherever you garden, this is the show that covers it all. The AM740 Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, sponsored by Scott's. Grow the world you want with help from Scott's. And good morning. I'm Frank Proctor, the sous chef of the garden, accompanying Charlie through this wondrous hour as we take a stroll through the magic of the airwaves in your garden. Yes. yes. Nicely and said. Thank you very much. It's so cold this morning, I saw a robin wearing a snowsuit. Un- <laughs> the ones I saw had scarves on. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, it is damn cold out there. And the wind. What's wind co- warning. Oh, and, yeah. Hold uh, on to could, your hats. Yeah. And the birds better like hold on yeah, to what any, you bring. Any guy dealing with carpentry, no day to be walking across town with a four-by-eight sheet of plywood. <laughs> Boy, you'd be gone. I thought you were going to see any guy wearing a toupee might want to <laughs> hold on. <laughs> well, flip my wig. Yeah. Um, hey, uh, I'm referring to, of course, uh, Charlie Dobbin, uh, the host of The Garden Show, or as as we are uh, want to uh, describe her, the goddess of gourds, or in this case, the mayoress of Midland. How ah, did your trip to Midland go? It was great. Well, Midland is such a fun town anyway. Yeah. And as you know, last Sunday, I participated in a fundraising gardener's gathering breakfast and silent auction uh, in Midland for the SPCA. And I had been hesitant to go to this event because it's so close to my mom's birthday. And right, my yeah. mom, speaking of the goddess, I mean, my mom's <laughs> the original goddess. So uh, when I explained to the organizers that, you know, it's my mom's birthday month and I couldn't go anywhere, uh, they said, bring your mom. So oh. 8 o'clock in the morning, my mom and I headed Frisky up to Midland. Frisky Dolly That's going right. with you, yeah. Frisky oh, Dolly hopped yeah. in the car and we headed up to Midland. And they were, the, it was so much fun. And they were so sweet to her. Had a lovely corsage for her when we got there. Oh, isn't that nice? She was treated just as appropriately as the goddess and, uh, um, you know, was given a standing ovation. I mean, no she kid, oh, oh, yeah. oh, my gosh. So she was, yeah, she had, I think she had a really nice time. The food was great. The crowd was wonderful. Uh, and it was a lot of fun. Well, that's terrific. Nice of you to get out on behalf of the, the station and yourself. I mean, yes, you know. of course. Well, and, you know, it's great, really. Sometimes you just can't help it. It's a good cause. Well, sure. In that case, it was the SPCA. And just yesterday or Thursday night, I was down in, in Forest. Do you know where Forest Yeah, is? sure. My oh. mom and dad had a cottage four miles from Forest. Well, there you go, right on Lake Huron. Yeah. So I was in Forest on behalf of the Communities in Bloom Committee, speaking and getting everybody sort of charged up and jazzed up for the spring ahead and what's going on in the gardens, and uh, that was a lot of fun, too. I, was... I remember uh, speaking of Forest when I was a young kid. Yeah. We'd all hitchhike in from the, from the cottage yeah. into town to go to the Canetto Theater. It's still there. My gosh. It's, I, actually, I, should I say saw it's, a rear it, window there and scared the hell out of everybody because <laughs> we had to walk four miles back to the car. Uh, in the dark. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I bet, I don't know if it's still called the Canado Theater, but they still have a little, it's a tiny little theater yeah. on Main Street. Yep. And it's the it's owned by, I believe it's the Optimists who run I it. Heard that. Yeah. yeah, it's a very yeah. neat setup, actually, how they've been able to maintain that little tiny this theater. This mile, right, uh, down the, exactly. right down the middle. And little, there's only yeah. about maybe, I don't know, 30 seats. It's yeah. a tiny, but it, it still <laughs> works. It's still a happening yeah, thing. Yeah. It's still oh. a. Uh, well, hi 
to our friends cool. in Forest. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And um, lots of announcements. Okay, we better boot along. Better sorry. get going yeah. on those. So next Saturday, uh, just to speak about a plant sale that I'm a huge supporter of because I am a master gardener, the Lake Simcoe South Master Gardeners are holding their second annual plant sale. So for those of you that are looking for good deals on plants, some um, great plants out of some of the members' gardens, uh, this will be taking place t- next Saturday um, from 9 a.m. Mm-hmm. right until they're sold out. It's a rain or shine event at the Church of Christ at 230 Davis Drive East in Newmarket. Well. And if you can't wait till next Saturday and you want to get shopping for cool plants, the Toronto Botanical Gardens is holding their plant sale. Today and tomorrow are the last two days. It's been going on this last few days this week as well. Uh, so the Toronto Botanical Gardens, Lawrence, 777 Lawrence Avenue East uh, is having, like I say, final days of the yeah. sale. Today and tomorrow, 10 till 5. Hundreds of plants for sale. Uh, Paul Zamet, who we've had on the show yes. before, uh, he's personally hand-selected only top-quality plants for this sale, including some rare and unusual ones. So if they're, you know, take a, get in there early and take a peek at what's there, grab some nice choices for your garden, and support the TBG Gardens as well. Uh, today, one more plant sale going on in the Markham Civic Center. This is the atrium area. It's the North American Native Plant Society holding their wildflower sale. I mentioned this one last week. It is an amazing selection of trees and shrubs and vines and grasses, and they're very proud to say that there's something in that sale for every kind of garden condition. So wet or dry, sunny or shady, you know what I mean? They've got something for everybody. A uh, couple of other things for those of you. Oh, well, Mother's Day, of course, is tomorrow. Oh, yes. So that's yeah. a pretty exciting event. <clears throat> I speak as a mother. <laughs> I'm going to get my wife a potted mum. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just... That's... Uh, put it in a martini glass. <laughs> <laughs> and do you spell mum M-U-M or M-O-M? M-O-M, actually, yes. <laughs> a potted mom. <laughs> I think I'm one of those. <laughs> Invite your, your mom to join you for an afternoon in the gardens at the Toronto Botanical Garden. Gardens tomorrow. It's an in, there's an inspiring floral container demonstration accompanied by champagne cocktails, uh-huh. hors d'oeuvres, and a leisurely What was stroll. that address again? <laughs> yes, that'd be at Lawrence <laughs> Avenue, 777 Lawrence <laughs> Avenue East at Leslie. Again, Paul Zamet, poor guy, never gets a day off. He will be demonstrating cutting-edge fresh flower and edible container arrangements, and all mums, M-U-M-S, <laughs> will receive a complimentary gift, probably a mom, and there will be Plenty of exciting giveaways. So that's tomorrow, May 9th, from 1 till 4. Pre-registration is required. So you can go to the website or call the TBG. The website is just simply torontobotanicalgarden.ca. Okay. Now let me give you the phone numbers here because I want to uh, get the word on here for, for your mom and others interested in Sierra Cell, okay? Uh, phone numbers for Toronto, mm-hmm. 416-360-0740. And then anywhere else in the province, it is toll-free. You'll be talking to Grace, the first person who will answer the phone, one 740-4740. And you had a little email, huh? Well, just quickly, I need to just cover this one off as well. Uh, Sheila White uh, sent a little email, and she just said that last Saturday she tuned in a little bit late, and she heard us referring to a product which helps with balance. Right. 
because, of course, I was explaining that my mom is so excited, Sierra Sill has really changed her life. And uh, she feels that her balance has improved. It might just be partially strength and, and confidence, but bottom line is she can jump out of bed, put on her socks, you know, mm. whip on her underwear, and none of this perching on the side of the bed to do it. So yeah. she's pretty hey, excited. Good. that, And it's called Sierra Sill. So it's Sierra Like the Mountains, S-I-E-R-R-A. And then Sill, S-I-L. So it's Sierra Sill, and, and Sheila White just caught the end of that last week. So I hope she's listening and can follow up today. Very easy. Go to their website, com, or give them a call. Because if you're not comfortable going on the web, they've got great people on the other end of the line who will answer your questions, give you any kind of help you need, take your orders, ship at no cost to you the product, and allow you to, to try the product if for whatever reason it doesn't work for you, within 14 days, money back guaranteed. So super easy Can't phone ask number. Can't that. No. Yeah. So Could just you? write this down. one eight seven seven joint 14 So one eight seven seven joint 14 Thank you, Charlie. This is the AM740 Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, your exclusive source for gardening advice, sponsored by Scott's, makers of EcoSense Natural Lawn Fertilizer. It's the Happy Troika on a Saturday here at AM740. Grace, who answers the phones and produces the show, there's me, Frankie Proctor, and there's Charlie Dobbin, who's all set to have a word with Margaret calling in from Collingwood. Hi, good morning, Margaret. Good morning. morning. You've got a busy set schedule going on, haven't you? Oh, we have. No question. (laughs) Right. Um, Charlie, what I'm wondering is, I have a lot of flower beds here, and I've got tulips that have been planted for I don't know how many years. Mm -hmm. They're coming up, and they're just all leaves, no tulips. Oh. Is it safe to dig them up now when I can find them? Uh, To do what? To move them or to get rid of them? No, to move them, to plant them for next year. Sure. Yeah. Uh, because you're, you're absolutely right. You can see them, so it's a nice time to dig them up. If you're convinced they're not going to flower this year... No, they're not. Okay, then, then why not? The trick, of course, is try and maintain the leaves as um, unbroken as possible in the process of transplanting. Just because you want those leaves to do what they do, which is absorbing sunlight and converting that into carbohydrates to fatten the bulbs up so they will, will be more likely to flower next year. So will I just dig them up with the leaves and let them lay out to dry? Uh, you could. Put, leave them out to dry in a, in a spot where they're going to get good light and allow them to dry right down until ye- the leaves are all yellow. Right. Do not put them in a situation where the rain is going to hit them and they're going to get all soggy and, and potentially rot. Okay. So if you can put them under cover, but obviously an open area where light is still getting to them, that makes a difference as well. Then you're right. Just trim all the leaves off and then replant them in a well-drained spot where sun will be on them when they emerge from the ground next spring. And how do I keep the squirrels from digging them up? <laughs> the million, I use a gun. The million-dollar uh, question. <laughs> You're not allowed to say that. Oh, no, I guess I not. Know, no, it's, no, I'm I, I was kidding. I, I was kidding. Uh, new bulbs and everything, but they dig them up as fast as I plant them. Okay, so you can provide a barrier around the bulbs by laying chicken wire over top of the bulbs before you cover them with soil. Okay, I tried that. Uh, I have a mesh net, and I tried that, but they can get underneath that no matter what I did. Oh, ooh, you've got some There's slimy squirrels. That will keep them away. 
a dog. Rent a fox. <laughs> Rent a fox. Yeah. There are little family of foxes in Toronto. That that's what they do. They go after the squirrels. Yeah, it's a good idea. That's where a dog or a cat actually can yeah. be handy. The other thing is, I have had good success saving the bulbs with the wire idea. But of course, the squirrels get so mad that they can't get at the bulbs. They wait and then they bite the flowers off as they emerge. Oh. So well, these little ones, they seem to have dug them. They dig them up anyways. <laughs> well. A couple of things. One is dig, um, bury the tulips deeper than you would normally do. Yes, so, I did. Yeah, go down six or seven or eight inches deep with those tulips. The squirrels yeah. are less likely to get them. Um, I, the other thing is squirrels are very curious. So try and do your transplanting when no squirrels are watching. And, <laughs> do you think that'll work? Oh, yeah. If they don't see you out there, it helps. Then once you've done the, the, you've buried the tulips again, make sure you scatter some leaves. Um, mulch is a good idea. Um, bro. Broken branches, you know what I mean? Make it look like the, the, the earth has not been recently disturbed and nothing has recently been planted because that's what really gets the squirrels. They know you've been out there planting something and they got to know what it was. So they'll start digging it up. So make it look like you haven't been out there and they're less likely to start digging around, I find. Okay. okay. Um, I'll certainly give that a try. Uh, one other thing. Oh, Margaret, I'm sorry. We can only take one question per call. Oh, I just okay, want to ask her. She knows the old saying about planting before the moon in June or something. Does she know that old saying? Not off the top of my head. Maybe somebody who's listening will call with that saying, the moon in June. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you very much, Margaret. Calling in from Collingwood, we're going to be talking to Dorothy in Toronto in just a moment. You are listening to AM740, the Charlie Dobbin Garden Show. Southern Ontario, Western New York, wherever you're tuning in, this is your place for everything garden. The AM740 Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, sponsored by Scott's, makers of Turf Builder Easy Seed. And the phone number for Toronto listeners, 416-360-0740. Anywhere else in the province, Moses pays the tab. 1-866-740-4740. Charlie, we're going to... Yes, you Sterling. might want to... I was just referring to you as the time police there <laughs> uh, during the break. Yeah. I might want to just mention the mantra to our oh, listeners so yes. there's no frustration or confusion. Yes, exactly. It's call early, call often. One question per call, okay? But keep calling. Well, the, you? Oh, call um, again. Yes, yes. yes. We're here. Dorothy, thanks for hanging on there, uh, calling from Toronto. Good morning. Good morning. Um, I have problems with my African violets. Mm-hmm. I buy them, <clears throat> they're in the pot, and they're lovely in bloom. Mm-hmm. And then about six weeks later, they're dead. And do they get all soft and curled up, or what happens? Well, they just turn brown and die, like any flower. And well, uh, I want to know is, do I cut them off and give them some granny bloomers? To see if they will come back or do I throw them out? Okay, so what is brown? Is it the flowers that are yeah, brown or the, the leaves? Brown, yeah, the leaves are green. Okay, so what you're experiencing is perfectly normal. The flowers will not last forever. So if you get, you know, four to six weeks from the flowers, that's great. So very carefully, just either with a pair of scissors or with your thumb and and finger, reach in, and once the flowers are all kind of wilted and and, and bending over Mm -hmm. there, they will break, the stem will break away from the plant, and you discard the finished flowers. Because African violets do like to be kept tidy and neat and clean and fresh, and they want to be a admired. So when they're in flower, we love their flowers, but as the flowers fade, we do remove them. 
keep, of course, the green leaves are doing what they're supposed to be doing. They're sitting there getting greener and bigger. Keep the violets in a spot where they're getting some light. I like an eastern window for violets. I think a nice soft morning light is perfect. I have a southern window. All right, so if they're in a southern window, you may find that in the summertime, the leaves will get very pale green, almost yellow, because that will be too bright of a light for them if they're right in the window. So just um, step them back from the window, even five, ten feet away from a southern window on a table of some kind is good because it's still nice and bright without being too intense on their, their leaves. And if I talk to them, do you think that would help? Definitely. And you're suge- you were starting to say granny's bloomers? Yes. T- totally. This is the time of year you should be certainly um, fertilizing your African violets with a good quality African violet food and oh. you will see lots more flowers pop out. And do they last all year? I mean, okay, so these flowers are dead now. Mm-hmm. Uh, when would they come back to life? Not those flowers, but new ones. Um, some people are able to keep African violets blooming all year, nonstop. So I that did. as one flower stem is fading, another little bunch of buds are, are bursting forth. How do you do that? That's just talking to them. You've got to have a look. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.